live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Anna is with us in San Francisco. Hey, Anna, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Okay. So I recently went on a game show, and I had the opportunity to play for my dream car. I got so (laughs) close, but I lost. And it's just killing me. I'm so sad about losing and not getting this car. So my husband and I talked it over, and um, we want to know, A, can we maybe afford to buy this car? And B, if we can, is it a wise thing for us to do? Because sometimes dream cars are just dream cars, right? I I am sorry. I'm trying to recover from all of this in the moment. Um, what is the car <laughs> and how much does it cost? You know the answer it's to all of BM- this, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's a I'm, BMW X3, and it's $50,000 on the money. How much money do you make? Your personal uh, income? Oh, well, to get combined, because I don't work right now, is about 175 a year. Okay, and the car is 50000 Yes. Yeah. What, what mm-hmm. is it? Brand new. It's a BMW X3. Oh, you said that. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. do you currently have debt? No debt. Mm-mm. No debt. Do you currently have savings? We have just over a hundred grand in savings. Yes. And what do you drive right now? A minivan. What does, <laughs> what does he drive? We just have the minivan. That's it. That's you have, have one car to your name. Um, we have one car to our name. We do have another car that we are kind of borrowing on and off. It's like a little tiny, um, like a, what do you call it? Like a Honda CRV. Mm-hmm. We're borrowing it on and off if we occasionally need a second car from uh, my mother-in-law. I'm assuming you're not to a million dollar net worth yet, or am I wrong? Um, actually, we are. We are because of our house. Okay. And we have some 401k. Is now here's here's our rule of thumb. We would normally say that if you're a millionaire, you could purchase a brand new vehicle. But we also say that we don't want more than you know, you don't want more than 50% of your annual income tied up in vehicles. So that's why I was asking what else you have. You checked both boxes. Oh, and you got to pay cash. You checked all three yeah. boxes. Yeah. When when did you, uh, yeah. when was the game show episode? When, did, when were you on it? About a month ago. And you've got the 50, you've got the 50,000 to pay cash for it, right? We do, but then it just drops our savings to about 50 grand. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I but which is still if it's, if it's fifty wise. grand is still six, three to six months expenses for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still yeah. in good shape. Uh-huh. So uh, just walk me through. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Starting out this call, I was like, "This call is crazy." But you do check all the boxes. Yeah. But you still sound like uh, I don't know. Like at first, you sounded really excited about it, and now it's almost like as I walked you through it, you you're feeling more sobered about it, and now you're feeling like you don't want to. So explain that to me. Well. So before I went on the show, we had sat in this car, we had driven this car, and we had said to ourselves, hey, if someone gave us this car for free, absolutely we'll take it. But uh-huh. is it wise? 
we weren't sure if it was wise. And so we walked away from the lot several times, not buying this car. But then I go on this show and it's right there. And I play all these rounds and I'm like 50, 50% away from it. And I lose it. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, maybe I do really want this car. Well, the game show, the game show aside, I'm sorry you lost, but the, what game show was it? Can you just say it? Or are you not allowed Price to? Price is right. Price is right. I love it. Um, game show aside, you. I feel like because it was offered to you for free, you were like, yeah. yes, I won. And now that it's not free anymore, you're realizing, man, $50,000 is a lot of money. Here's the thing. You can afford it. You get, sounds like you guys have sacrificed to win. You've been driving an old minivan. If you can afford it, and it, here's the thing, if you can't afford that one, what if you got a, a year or two used? Would that scratch the itch yeah. and, and still make you feel like you're being responsible? Because here's the thing, you would be being responsible even if you bought it outright. But right now mm -hmm. it sounds like you're dealing in emotion and it doesn't feel responsible. Would it feel responsible if you bought it two years used? I, th I think that would feel better. Um, I think what feels irresponsible is cutting my savings in half okay. it feels kind of scary to do that yeah. you guys have done a great job with money to get where you are and so you have good instincts and this is bothering you i used to have a friend on investments he would say when in doubt don't and you have so much doubt around this i don't think it's going to bring you as much thrill as it is going to bring you loss of peace just you mm. you're again you're you've checked every box you're not violating a single thing that we teach by buying the car but you've got to sleep but at you night. you've got you this is bought now you got to pay cash for it okay but uh, mm -hmm. but if you're not mm -hmm. going to if it's i'm i'm a little bit afraid just listening to you that it's gonna <laughs> take more from you than it adds to you you know what i'm saying I just wanted the car for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. She I had the opportunity to have it for free. I'm not the host. I can't help you with that. I'm on the Dave Ramsey show, or the Ramsey show, not the Price is Right. Otherwise, I would just give you the car. But, um, yeah. I get that, I, though. I, I would go get, I, I think I'm with Jade, because of the hesitation, not because of anything else, because it's bothering you, I think I would go buy a $30,000 version of this X3, which is a great car, by the way. They're very cool. Um drive that for a while if you guys continue making 175,000 a year and you continue saving money and you continue you'll be able to drive anything you want to drive mm -hmm. the truck i drove over here today i would never have dreamed i would buy a truck like that you know like 10 years ago and now it's like oh yeah it's okay you know but I, I never drink, even though I had the money 10 years ago, I would never, but emotionally, I'm you in weren't a ready to buy it. Is that I, what emotionally? It was? I'm in a different place. I had, you know, I, there was no angst. I went, yeah, Sharon, 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 you okay with this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Kind of a five minute conversation. I'm like, oh, I love it. Order the dadgum thing, you know? So, but, it, it. but, but the first time I moved up, I remember the angst yeah. that she's feeling. I remember this sense of, am, am I being dumb? I don't want to be dumb. That's a good, that's a good thing to have those breaks on you. Way I, to go. I think that's part of, honestly, I think that's part of this process. When you buckle down and you're saying no to yourself a lot, even if you're saying not now, when you finally get to the time that it's now, it feels weird. I think a lot of people struggle with that, actually spending their money. Yeah. Oh, they do. It's uh, it, it's hard. And, you know, if, if you call me up and you made $800,000 a year, $500,000 a year, and you had a $5 million net worth, I oh, would tell you to just go do, do it. do it now. I would yeah. tell you go do it.
But this is a, it's 50% of your liquid savings. Mm-hmm. That does get kind of gives you a little bit of a uh, moment there and you're catching the throat. You know? And I think it d- depends also how your net worth is distributed. If all of it's in the house. Most of it is, she said. Yeah. So, so. yeah, that, that that's a good point too. That, you know, so I, you're okay to do it if you want to do it, but you don't feel good about it. That's what we're observing. Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed. Design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. The Ramsey Show is sponsored by Neighborly. Uh, they Anything from repairs to maintenance to remodeling, stuff like Mr. Rooter, Mr. Electric, uh, Molly Maid, you know these names. They're all part of the Neighborly family so go to neighborly.com and get local experts and home service providers to take care of you and they'll schedule a service today today's question of the day comes from jeremy in the baby steps millionaires group you can find that on facebook i'm 47 years old if i plan to retire early like say 50 to 55 should i be maxing out my 401k or funding more investments that i can pull from before i turn 60 my roth is fully funded each year in january a really good question um you know i have more questions for you jeremy i would want to know if you have any debt i'd want to know if your house is paid off uh those are the things that i would prioritize first is making sure that you're out of debt making sure that you are going from baby step four and five and six and then if you're in baby step seven you could do um additional funding into different investments um it says that he's funding fully funding his roth in January every year. It sounds like he's got extra money. If I were you, I would work to pay that house off. And then from then on, if you wanted to throw money into, I guess, a taxable brokerage or something that you could get into before you hit 59 and a half, I'm not mad at that. What do you think, Dave? Yeah. The, the term that people use is bridge investing to make a bridge from 55 to 59 and a half. And so we'll have this other lump in good, good mutual fund investments that get there, but you're right. That's a baby step seven activity. Uh So if he is at baby step seven and he's debt free house and everything has his emergency fund maxing out his retirement, can I also, what else can I do? Or can I even slow down retirement a little bit and throw some at the bridge because I'm going to need something Mm -hmm. to eat Mm -hmm. on and build up a pile of, like you said, just taxable mutual funds. What you're looking for there are what are called low turnover mutual funds and they're mutual funds that don't sell the stocks inside of them very often and so it does not act activate the gains for taxes Mm. so you don't pay taxes on gains as they occur unless you sell it 
And uh, that way, it's basically a tax-deferred investment. Like, a good place to do that kind of a thing that's a no-brainer is an S&P 500 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, it's going to have – I was looking at one today had a 2.5% turnover ratio, which means that uh, 97.5% of the stocks do not sell in a year. So 97.5% of the gains approximately are not going to be taxed in a year. Mm. So you would that's a low turnover creates the it's not taxed until you finally do sell it would the fees on something like that be lower as well since it's not since the funds aren't being swapped out as much yeah they will be i mean you can buy it, it as a no load you could also get it through your smart vester pro mm-hmm. if you got a smart vester pro managing your portfolio they can just throw that in with what they're doing it's not a problem at all um i use a lot of t- high, uh, of low turnover mutual fund mm-hmm. investing to park money in until i get ready to buy my next piece of real estate's what i do with it so love it but uh, uh and it's you know uh i can i can handle the uh volatility uh, mathematically and emotionally mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the stock market going up or down and so that but that's at a different place so that's a baby step four thing you're looking for a bridge bridge investing do not start that as jade said until you're debt free though that's right angela is with us in boston hey angela how are you i'm great dave hi jade i'm thrilled to talk to you guys thank you for the work you do thank you how can we help all right so i'm cleaning up stupid um i came to the baby steps maybe two years ago but before that um i bought my first home and it was, you know, by the baby step standards, well out of my pay, you know, my pay. So I'm cleaning up what I did. I did a, um, I had a loan modification um, that was performed. I had an FHA loan. And what was done was a partial claim by HUD. So it's a interest-free um, loan of $100,000 that was removed from my mortgage balance to reduce my payments um, when I fell behind. Um, just to keep me in the home. So where I am now is I've I've paid off about forty thousand dollars on Baby Step Two. I'll be finished with Baby Step Two in about three months, and I'm just looking ahead to see um, if I should be paying off this partial claim, even though it's tied to my mortgage and Baby Step Six, or should I be pulling that in since I have that ability to to pay it down um, through HUD? What's your I household? What's your household income? I make um, between 138 and 140. I would leave, I would leave it as a baby step six. Okay. Because I would treat it like okay. it's a second mortgage or a home equity loan, and we do not pay those off if they're more than half your annual income. Okay. Until you get to baby step Great. six. Now, when you get to baby step six, you're going to work your way through it. But you said it's an interest-free loan. They took a they carved a piece of the mortgage off, set it to the side, and put a moratorium on it with no interest, right? Yes. Well, I'm yes. in no hurry on that one. Okay. I do want to get rid of it, but I'm in no hurry. Would I, okay. Would I prioritize the interest bearing portion of the loan before the interest free? How would I, if they allow it, I don't know what their, I don't know what their rules are on that kind of a modification, but if they allow it, yeah, you'd pay off your, it'd be the last one you paid off of the two. Okay. But, uh, but I'm not going to keep it like a pet either. I mean, but we're we're going to set it over at baby step six and we're not going to be here eight years from now and still be going 10 years from now, still be going, no, I'm not going to pay it off. It's no interest. No, I do want to get rid of it. But, um, and they may not allow you to do that uh, additional principal reduction on your first mortgage until you get that modification paid. Yeah. It would be, it would be logical that they don't allow it. 
Okay. But who knows with HUD? I mean, you know, logic is a federal government. Yeah. Logic has nothing to do with this. Exactly. Yeah, the, the partial portion isn't due until the first mortgage is either paid off or the home is sold. And so if, if you pay off the first mortgage, is it due in full instantly or you have to begin paying on it? Yes, it's due in full instantly. So I'm oh, trying so you to can't match pay up the, the first Yeah, you can't pay the first mortgage off then because you're going to have a balloon of a hundred mm-hmm. grand looking at you. It would. I they they allow partial, so you can almost just throw money at it to reduce it, but it can't. Like, yeah, you could get it down, get it down mortgage. to twenty thousand bucks or something, and then uh-huh. reach over and knock okay. off the hundred, right? Okay. But Perfect. that's all at baby step six. Okay. Thank you so much. When did you do this? Oh, Dave. Um, now, when did you do the uh, modification? This was in 2018, 2019, I'm sorry, 2019. And the basis that they gave you this this relief was based on what? Um, hardship uh, was between jobs, and they, the criteria was um, my current mortgage balance and payments um, did not match my, my income in between, you know, the, those jobs. So there was a trial period, you know, after I got my new job that I could pay the new, um, you know, reduced and modified, modified loan. So it was a hardship application. And how long did it take you to get the hardship application through? I haven't seen one of these in decades. I'm really interested in this because it hasn't happened much. You pulled off something pretty yeah. unusual. <laughs> It was a blessing. You know, I, I did stupid at the beginning, but it definitely was a blessing to keep me in my home. Um, how, ma- how, how much so, hassle was it to push this through? I would say I was about three payments behind going into four, so it was a loss mitigation through my, my mortgage company. Um, there was maybe a month of application with documentation, hardship documentation, yeah. proof of income, um, and then there was a three-month trial period where they modified and basically paused my old mortgage and I had to do a trial payment based on the new modification um, monthly payment. You had to prove you could um, make the new payment. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, that was proven, we went into basically a new closing with an FHA wow. and I closed on my modified. Um, and H- and HUD took it off the books of yeah. your old mortgage company too. It's not sitting at your old mortgage yes. company, is it? Yes. So if you look at yeah. my, my, um, yeah, my, oh, what I owe, it, it's removed from even my credit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's sitting over at HUD. HUD, HUD bought, the, they bought the loan back and redid it. That's amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. You did a, that's a, that's a feat well, of strength. Well, good job. <laughs> good job. Keep your house and uh-huh. get the mess cleaned up now. Wow. Wow. This is the Ramsey show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Open phones this hour as we talk about your life and your money. This is the Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dave Ramsey. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Ah, Justin's with us in San Antonio. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um. Well, so my question is, I well, first of all, I'll start off. <clears throat> love, 
at the beginning of December, my uh, wife passed away. We oh, have uh, two uh, two young children, a one year old and a six year old. Oh, and uh, what been, happened? Well, she had cancer. I'm so sorry. She uh, she was diagnosed when the, my son was six weeks old. Oh my gosh! And uh, she's been fighting it ever since. And so just, a, couple, a couple of years, huh? Uh, it was just over a year. She was admitted on uh, you know on Thanksgiving and on Thanksgiving to the day she was back in. How so, old was she, Justin? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Mm. Yes, sir. And what was her name? Caitlin. I'm so sorry. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it's been a. You know, obviously, not what we expected, but you know, we're we're here. Um, One day at a so, time. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, sir. So, uh, my question is: I mean, we've been following the Dave Ramsey plan for. I mean, I've been listening to you for 15 years. We were married for eight. Um. And uh, so we're debt-free. We, we don't have any debt other than uh, our home. And so I, I have a plan with, you know, this life insurance money and things like that have been coming in. Um, there is enough there, plus what we already had saved and stuff like that, to pay off the house. Um, and that's it. We owe, you know, we own everything, just this house. Uh, the only thing we have debt on. So... Obviously, my plan was to do that. Um, it was a house that we built. It was her dream house. So kind of points me in that direction to use the money for that. Um, we have other money as well, but just specifically that money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to know, you know, some advice or if I should, in your opinion, if I should just wait or, you know, for mm-hmm. if you need any other information to judge that. Well, um wasn't my wife i never met her and i still can't breathe just talking to you so i can't imagine what you're going through um uh uh, what we suggest folks do if possible in the lot in the loss of a loved one is to wait six months before you make any major financial decisions and let some of the the biggest and early waves of grief clear so that your mind is thinking clearer. Nothing you have said indicates that you're unclear. Nothing you've said sounds weird. You sound like you're processing this whole thing properly, and you've you know you've been fighting it with her for a year, so it wasn't like it was a, a shock or something. So you've had a, a period of time to work through some of the emotions, at least partially, okay? Uh, but there's no harm, no foul in parking the money in a CD for six months and just crying. Right. And then you'll uh, you'll always hurt from this, but as time goes along, you'll think clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. Sharon and I have been married 40 years. If she died the 1st of December, I would not be thinking clearly right now, I can just tell you. And no, um, my, my, my brain would be in a total fog. And so um, I, I love the idea of doing nothing, and I think that's a possibility for you. Um it's not horrible to pay off the mortgage, but it's also not horrible to just wait a few months and just breathe. Uh, given that it was your dream home with her, she was involved in the building of it, and it might be painful to live there. You might discover that a year from now. I don't know. Did she pass away at the hospital or at home? 
at the hospital. Okay. So that, that makes keeping the home a better idea. It might be harder were she there, right? Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly she, you know, everything was too designed for our children. So yeah. Well, you see, you see her fingerprints every time you turn a corner, though. Oh, I mean, you know, we, yeah. we have... We were picture people. We have pictures everywhere. Well, you don't have those. I hope you have those forever. But I'm you see what I'm. I'm just saying. I'm saying I don't want the house to be a cause of pain, and you kept it only because you paid it off. You follow me? I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't hear anything here that indicates that. But a little bit of time will be clearer on that. If you can wait four or five, six months and park that money in a CD and do do as little decision making as you can, and just give yourself some room to cry. Um, you'll make a better decision six months from now than you will make now. You might make exactly the same decision, and that'll be okay. But it, but it'll be made from a clearer mind. That's my only suggestion. Yes, sir. Okay. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that taking the time and just settling is is the way to go. And like Dave said, you're probably going to end up making the the same choice, but at least you'll know it was from a place of clarity and not just from that place of cuz I think sometimes when things like this happen, you're just I got to do Autopilot. something. I got to do something, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Justin. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, we're honored to to be part of your family and that you call us in the worst moment of your life and that we um Get to be there with you and walk with you. That's powerful. Huh. And if you need anything else, we're still here. You call back six months from now if you want to talk about it again. We'll talk about it. I'll probably remember that call. Mm-hmm. Huh. Alicia's with me in Boise, Idaho. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Alicia, what's up? Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? Hey, I've got a question. Um, I am currently on Baby Steps 4 and 7. Um, I am looking to potentially my goal is 4 and 7. Your house is paid for? Yes, sir. Negative, but it's not my forever home, and I plan on selling it. Okay, there's no such thing as four and seven. That's why I was asking. Okay. So you're just on baby step four. And six. She has a mortgage. Well, yeah, yeah okay. Okay. Yes. yes, sir. All right, I'm just trying to yes, understand sir. what's going on. All right, okay, I'm back <laughs> with you now. Well, I got You're writing a whole new completed. script for these baby steps. I was trying to catch up. Okay. <laughs> so four is completed. We'll check marks that, but... Um, Five and six, well, okay, six I have. Still, I have a mortgage that I am paying on, correct? Correct. Um, I currently have, my goal is to build my forever home. There's no such thing. year. Well, there isn't? <laughs> no. I've, I've lived oh, in four okay. forever homes. <laughs> right, life, well, changes and life changes and you're going to move again. But you want to move up in house and get you a cool house. I'm okay with that part. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. And I want to build it. Good. And I want to at least have... Fifty percent of that cost saved up. Good, cool. I have one hundred and twenty-five thousand sitting in the bank right now. Way to go! What I would like to know is where can I stick that to generate its own not income but like build off of it, so it's sitting there making at least a little bit more than what it's sitting in my regular bank account. How long before you break ground on the house? Um, as of right now, my projection is next year. Depending mm. upon the market and how all the material and cost is going to be, yeah. but right now I'm projecting 2024, mm-hmm. and I'm projecting to try to get to 200k. Good for you. You're That's awesome. That's so cool. And how much equity is in your current home? 
Um, I've got about eighty in equity, eighty thousand. Okay. So when you sell it, you'll have another eighty. So it'd be two eighty in. What's the house going to cost you in mm-hmm. a bill? My builder says roughly around four hundred to four twenty-five. Awesome. So you're going to have a mortgage under two hundred grand. 150, 200 grand, and you're going to pay that off in just a couple of years. You're you're a rock star. Way to go. So you cannot, the only thing I do with money on the short term is put it in something like an index fund, like an S&P 500 index fund. That's whatever the stock market does. In one year, you could lose 5%. You could gain 10%. It's probably not worth it. I would just shop around and try to get a little bit more with a money market or some kind of CD for one year. HYSA? You're not going to, I would rather it be safe for you the way your mind works after talking to you then i would you try to make more on it and so if you make two percent instead of one percent that's okay but you're not gonna make ten percent without taking risk i don't want you to take this is the ramsey show welcome to the ramsey show jade washaw ramsey personality is my co-host thank you for joining us heidi is next in phoenix hey heidi welcome to the ramsey show Hi, it's so good to talk to you guys. You too. What's up? Uh, my husband and I have, we have our mortgage here in Phoenix, and then we also have a paid-for property that when we moved, we kept it and have rented it out. And as we've talked about our finances, we're just trying to decide if, even though we both like the idea of the rental, if hanging on to that is holding us back from, because we could sell it and pay off our home that we're living in and have no mortgage, which is the only debt that we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. But the rental does bring in 1900 a month, mm-hmm. and there's no mortgage on that property. Um, so our idea was like down the road, it's going to be a great you know, asset to have, bringing in income. We just don't want it to hold us back from progress right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your household income? Um, he's at about one thirty, and then I'm just do, I stay at home, but I bring in sometimes up to about 10 or 12. Okay. Let me tell you what's happened. Okay. Um, this did not occur. The reason it's bugging you. Here's the reason it's bugging you. This situation did not occur as a result of an in, intentional strategy. It occurred by default. You moved mm-hmm. to Phoenix and rented out your old place. Yeah. Right. And so, and we know that's true because if you ran it in reverse, you would never do it. Meaning let's try this. Where's the, where's the rental again? It's in Utah. Okay. Let's pretend, let's pretend we were living in Phoenix with a really nice paid for house. And someone came up and said, Hey, go borrow on your house and buy a rental in Utah. Mm -hmm. You would laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah. you, you, you act, you, you, so you didn't actually do that as a strategy, obviously, but that's the net result of having backed into this by default. That's why it's bothering you. And what that tells, well, know, what that tells what? me is, is I would sell the rental and pay off your house. Uh-huh. It bothers me because well, if I, if I'm you and I have a, a mortgage in the home on the home that I'm living in and there, there's a house mm-hmm. several States away that's debt-free, somebody else is living there, I want the debt-free mortgage. I want to live in the house that's debt-free. That's the way I feel about it. If you were going to uh, borrow on your home to buy a rental that cash flowed $1,900, you would do it in your own town. Right. Yeah, and so I'm going to sell it. I'm going to pay off your house, and I'm going to use your fabulous income and this new peace of mind that you have to say, hey, how quickly can we put aside 
150, $200,000 and pay cash for a nice rental in our area. And let's begin, if we like rentals, and you said you did, mm -hmm. then let's start building up a rental portfolio a little bit at a time. You know how fast you can do that without a house payment? It's really ridiculously fast with your income. I love that plan. And the peace of mind. You're, you really, you, you're, you're just going to breathe deeper. You're going to sleep differently. I mean, it really does happen. Uh, Dr. John Deloney talks about this all the time. He quotes a famous psychologist that says, the body keeps the score. Yes. And when you carry stress, even if you don't, even if you don't realize you're carrying stress, you're carrying stress, mm -hmm. you're, and debt is stress by definition. Uh, small debt is small stress, big debt, 100%. big stress, right? But yep. it's still stress. And so your body is storing that. And, and what people don't realize is when you have zero debt, that releases all of that kind of stress out of your body. You literally, physically, physio physiologically yeah. have a change. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. And so that, that's why, why we tell people, we try to make it funny and make it stick. Okay, it doesn't work in Phoenix, but we would say, you know, if you pay off your house, take off your shoes, walk out in the backyard, the grass feels different. In Phoenix, it'd be sand. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know. But I mean, we act like the it, cactus, but we yeah. act like it doesn't matter. But one of the studies that we did on the state of personal finance did say that 50% of people have said that their finances have had a negative impact on their mental health. Yeah. And she's not got high stress here. No, she doesn't. But she's just saying, I want to be smart. Yeah. That was, it, that was it her matters. statement. It's yeah. a good, good statement. Very good statement, Heidi. And a good question. So that's what we would do in your case. Um, and it doesn't really matter if other people think that's smart or not. Uh, what matters is how do you feel when you're done with it? How are you going to feel when you pay off that house and breathe? Rhonda's with <laughs> us. Rhonda is in San Antonio. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Good. I have a question about retirement. I'm a teacher, taught for 15 years, and left the profession about five years ago. So I have three choices in how I can do this. I can wait for 11 years, which I'll be 66. And I'll get about $1,600 a month and medical. I'm eligible to purchase medical. I can take it now um, in June early and get $650 a month. Or I can take out the lump sum of $59,000 and roll into a Roth or some investment. Um, ding, ding, ding. The 11 years gives me medical, which I'm self-employed right now, and I'm paying for myself. So which one of those mathematically sounds like a good plan? Well, I... Without running it, I can't tell you in detail for sure, but here's okay. what I do know. And it works okay. almost every single time I run my calculator, like 97% of the time. Okay. If you take the 59,000 and you were to invest that in good growth stock mutual funds and the stock market has averaged 11.8% since it began, and you, let's say it didn't do that well and you only made 10% on it, you're going to end up with more than the other two options because it will grow to enough in 11 years to give you more than $1,600 a month income. And it will today provide you right around $600 a month. That's about what it would do. So it's about the same today on that. Now, here's how I know that that almost always happens. You're dealing with a pension fund and pensions are regulated highly by the federal government. And they're, what they're allowed to invest in is very limited. And so they have to, by regulation, run these calculations at six and a half or seven percent, somewhere right in that range. And so the income that your lump sum is producing and it will grow to produce will is all calculated on about seven percent. If you instead invest it at ten or eleven percent, 
obviously you're going to be seven percent and the income that it's going to produce is going to be greater than seven percent the other thing that happens that just makes the formula completely blow up is you die right when when you die (laughs) the pension goes away completely right when you die and there's sixty thousand or seven years from now there's 120,000 or seven years after that, there's 240,000, which is probably what's going to happen in your mutual funds in an IRA that you transferred this lump sum to. When you die, they don't keep your money. That goes to your heirs. It's private property. So that blows so the math. So that would trump health insurance? When oh, uh, absolutely. A qu- quarter of a million insurance. dollars probably trumps health insurance, yeah. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, and so yeah, you're okay. going to be buying your own health insurance. Whoop de doop de. And, yeah. and you yeah. would not do the six fifty monthly and then just invest that. Do you, no, did you? The whole thing did, <laughs> I did. You said eight percent, even in a Roth. But even with the fact that in a Roth, I wouldn't go to a Roth because a Roth is going to make this taxable. Oh, really? It's earned income. It is earned I can't income. Roll it to Roth. If if you can roll it to a Roth without it being taxed. But I don't think you can. I think it's got, it has to go to an, uh, a traditional to keep it from being taxed. It has to go to IRA. Okay. Yeah, Roth IRA. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah, click click Ramsey Solutions. Click on the SmartVestor Pro and sit down with one of them. They'll help you do the rollover, and they can advise you and tell you exactly what's going to happen. And they can even run these numbers to show you. And if it doesn't turn out the way I'm saying, um, but it will. I would um, be shocked, yeah. Then, then yeah, I mean, because it's just the, the regulations – put this together makes you go do it this way so yeah you're better off if you're alive and you're a whole lot better when you die and 10 well, is higher you're not than better seven. but your heirs are better <laughs> they either get zero or if you live 14 years it's a quarter million yeah i'm yeah option three for the win ding 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 yeah 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 the um and, and what's interesting is she's a teacher obviously but 78 percent of the companies have done away with pensions. Pensions are almost gone. Yeah. Almost no one in the private sector offers a pension. About the only place you still find it is in the antiquated governmental halls of stupidity. That's not shocking. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so teachers have it, you know, but you don't find, you know, going to work for a tech company, they don't offer you pensions. They They don't just don't do it. It's that simple. Hope that helps you folks. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.